Welcome to Cavs of Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with Evil Genius. And uh, happy 2019 to all you. Yeah, uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year to you, EG. Did you have a good New Year? You know, I can't complain. Uh, I can say I've survived another year. I survived 2018. (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. And you really did. (laughs) You really did. Fires and all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the universe had a lot out to get me, but I, I I dodged it all. You did. You were you were. It's it's God's plan. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. I mean, but how about you? Did you? I, I had, I mean, a, I had you a, had various infestations of Smiths at your house, right? I did. I had a lot of Smiths, um, and and we got rid of them all by the twenty ninth, and then I needed a couple days to uh, kind of decompress, and then. Had a very fun New Year's party, and then just spent the last couple of days with my kids, and back to work tomorrow. Kids are back in school tomorrow, so it was a it was a pretty short Christmas break. Uh, the kids yeah. are only off for nine days. Yeah, that's um, crazy. My yeah, my kids uh, don't go back till Tuesday next week. Wow. Yeah, actually, my son's flying back back to school um, on Friday. Uh, no, Saturday, I guess, but. Um, and he goes back on the Monday, but my my daughter, uh, just in school out here, doesn't go back to school until Tuesday. Wow, wow, lucky. So, yeah, yeah, and lucky that I hope they didn't have to watch this game. No, no, <laughs> this game was brutal. Um, after- they're only they're only interested when LeBron was there. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Sure. I'm only partially kidding. Like. Uh, my, there's definitely been a drop off. Oh in, yeah, I I don't the, think. the genius household of of like <laughs> like you know and and look I mean well hey they're geniuses partially. for a reason. <laughs> well, I mean it's partially me too. I mean I've had less time to you know to watch games this year, so I I've been watching. I pay attention to the ones that I cover, and then I I try, I try to catch them here and there. But you know it's it's difficult when. They, their 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 pattern lately seems to be to stay competitive for a quarter or two, and then the the second half just becomes this. They somewhere between the the end of the second and and halfway through the third, they get down by twenty, and then they the rest of the time they either fight their way out of the hole or they don't. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, and or the opposite happens. They get way down early, and then they kind of make it close late but the other team has kind of uh taken their foot off the gas pedal and then does enough to win so i feel like that hasn't that that was happening but i feel like that hasn't happened for a little while but then again i haven't been watching them all so yeah yeah no i mean we got a lot of different ways to choose from here i believe this was their seventh (laughs) loss in a row um yeah longest longest losing streak of the season which is kind of hard to believe i guess but but then again, I, I forgot that they, even though they lost their first six under Ty Lue before he got fired, they they actually went out and won the next one, which was that first Miracle Tuesday. So I know they're not supposed to have a game to win win for a while now with with the upcoming competition, but I, I'm holding out hope for next Tuesday. What what's next Tuesday? The Lakers? No, uh, the Pacers. But it is a Victory Tuesday. So it is a Victory Tuesday. So. We'll, we'll Cavs are Cavs are three and zero right now on on Tuesday this year. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, I do not believe there was actually one 
uh, Miami Heat that did not shoot over 50% this game. Could that be true? There was Dion, a, Dion couldn't have shot over the way he was chucking yeah, it up. Dion there. Waiters was the lone Miami Heat player that did not uh-huh. shoot over 50%. See, I, I even skimmed through the game, and I and I still <laughs> I still could pick that well, one the, out. The funny thing about it, though, he was red hot in the first half. Uh, the first half he couldn't he couldn't miss. Um, let's pull up his his shots from the first half. Oh, and Winslow wasn't great this game. He was only three of eleven. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. I, I, he was still plus twelve with seven assists and four rebounds, but yeah, he was only three of eleven. Yeah, Dion Waiters was three of five in the first half, and I don't believe hit another field goal. Yeah. In the he, game. It was over four, over four in the second half. Yeah, and including he, one one drive where I swear to God he 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 screamed and one as he clanked it off the side of the. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you were right, Justice Winslow, three of eleven. But I I like him as a point guard for that team. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, first he's, of all, contrary to what AC says, he's probably better for them than Dragic ever was. Oh yeah, well, first of all, he's a really good defender and. That team plays at a slow play pace. They muck it up. Um, you know that's a really long starting lineup with uh, Justice Winslow. Yeah, how tall is he? Six eight. He's six eight at the one, and then you got Josh Richardson, who isn't shorter than six six at the two, and then you got James yeah. Johnson, Rodney Magruder, and Hassan Whiteside. I mean, that's a team that can definitely. I mean, you saw it. The Cavs had real problems with their well, they couldn't on rebound defense. It. Well, they, they couldn't, couldn't rebound, rebound at all. And they they threw the ball away a lot. I mean, the Cavs. I think thir- this is one of those tricky games, though, though, where where Tristan comes back and looks healthy because he certainly scored all right, but clearly didn't have his legs under him from a rebounding stand- perspective. Yet guys were still giving him his usual like berth, you know, from uh, hey, you know, Tristan will get that board, but he didn't because a there's white side who gets every board. Mm-hmm. And then, and then also, it just looked like it just looked like you know, Tristan hadn't played in a month, and yeah, and that's that's what's going to happen on the boards. Yeah, and the Cavs are basically, I mean, for the last month and a half, running three wing or three wings and Tristan Thompson and a, and a point guard. So it, yeah, it's, or three wings and Larry Nance Jr. and a point guard. Yeah, and. And that makes it very difficult to rebound because neither Tristan nor Larry Nance Jr. are enormous guys at the center that are going to just take up a ton of. No, space. but they're good. But they're good rebounders. Oh, oh, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying it's difficult when you don't have anybody. You know, it's like that nose tackle in football. <laughs> when you no, don't I have somebody it. to to occupy one or two other guys on defense, it's really hard to rebound. And the Cavs were. But I've been impressed with with Nance's ability to still have the offense run through him, but also get, like, double-digit rebounds in some yeah. of these games. And in this game, the Cavs were out-rebounded 32-12. to 12. No, 47. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the half. Yeah, there. you're looking at the, yeah, 47-22. to 22. Yeah. I mean, more than double. Yeah, although the Cavs um, did have uh, 10 team rebounds, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was pretty rough. And yeah, and they had a lot of assists. I mean, Sexton was dishing the ball early, and Nance late, and 
Clarkson actually had five assists, which that's got to be close to a season high for him, right? <laughs> well, exactly. Um, maybe, the, maybe the chip worked. Yeah, but the I mean, the real story of the game was the shooting of Miami. Um, oh. 16 made threes. At one point, they were shooting 70% from three on the game and ended up being 52% <laughs> on the game from three-point yeah. game. Uh, well, how about, how, how about this? I, I, I think I put it out there. Um, the Cavs are okay on defense as long as it's not the perimeter or the paint. Like anywhere in between, they're they're decent. <laughs> but yeah, when you when you give up what fifty percent shooting from three, and then you also get you get uh, outscored forty four to twenty six in the paint. Like, the, yeah. what is left to defend? <laughs> mid range mid range Jays. Like hey. they're not defending themselves. You know, like if they were defend if they got to play their, themselves, they'd be pretty good at defending themselves because they don't shoot threes. And they don't typically kick it inside in the in the paint. They just settle for mid range J's. So the Cavs would actually really really dominate the Cavs. <laughs> would the score be really high or really low? That's the question. I can't tell. I can't tell. I think it probably really low. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, Josh. Josh. Because no one. Because neither. Because neither side could hit threes. Josh Richardson. Richardson just looked unstoppable. Um, four, yeah. of, four of seven from three and had a couple just inside the line too. Derek Jones Jr. just nailing corner threes. Who is that goals. guy? So he's actually Derek Jones's kid, the uh, baseball player, I believe. Oh. Um, who and, is Derek Jones, the baseball player? I don't um, know. I can't remember who Derek Jones, the baseball player, was, but um, I I know this because Derek Jones Jr. went to Maryland. And I listen to Tony Kornheiser all the time, and they talk about uh, everybody from Washington, D.C. So, um, yeah. yeah, but Derek Jones Jr. Uh, went to Maryland. Uh, he is a G League call-up right now. And... Oh, no, he went to, he went to UNLV. Never mind. I'm sorry. He, the other Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, no, he went. <laughs> he went to UNLV. So uh, he he was. Uh, this is the one that's related to Nick Scott. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he went to UNLV. Pr- pr- uh, pretty good player. Okay. Well, either way, he hit three or four threes, which is probably more than any Cav hit, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I take it back. Hood Hood hit three or four. Actually, Rodney shot pretty well. He just didn't do anything else, like play defense. He was aggressive early, Rodney, but after I stopped watching, I I, I think he probably didn't make any, many, many more shots and didn't really contribute much to the game. And that's a problem. I mean, you get fooled into thinking like, oh, well, Tristan and Rodney, good first games back. I mean, Tristan was 5-9, and nine, Rodney was 5-7. I mean, Tristan had it going offensively in that first quarter with the yeah. – he, he shot those, those push hooks with – Either hand, which I, I felt was going to spark the whole Tristan Thompson is is ambidextrous conversation once again, but um, you know he didn't really he, he couldn't really get many rebounds over the white side, um, and I think it threw him you know it, it kind of threw it off a little bit in terms of what they were able to do with Nance because they're there's different games, but I gotta believe there's a way to figure out how to play those guys together, especially with how Nance is starting to spread the floor a little bit. But I don't know; they don't seem to want to do it. Yeah, 
And also, okay, so Derek Jones Sr. is not anyone. You're <laughs> like obsessed with this. So the hashtag fake news. But no, I, I totally, I, I had to look it up. I had to look it up. But I was yeah. going to say, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty baseball savvy. And I was like, I don't remember. Like, I, I was, like it was sounds like it would be real a name Derek name. or something, or I don't know. It sounds like it would be an MLB, the show oh, so, name, yeah. you know, a made up yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even someone that you did make up. Maybe, but apparently it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Cavs, uh, 13 to 31, 42% from three. So, you know, it wasn't like they yeah, not bad. shot terribly. You know, they only they actually had... took 30, 31 threes. That's a lot for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Colin Sexton, uh, two of four. Uh, Chetty Osmond, two of five. Um, Ronnie Hood three or four, and it, part of the problem with this team is there is no pecking order for shots, and Colin Sexton taking fifteen is nuts for this team. Um, oh, he's their star. What, what are you talking <laughs> about, Nate? And yeah, he missed a lot of shots. Five of fifteen from the field. Um, Klein, he took se- he took he took six more shots than anybody else, yeah. and the next closest was Tristan and Jordan yeah. and Clarkson. Yeah, and the wings, Rodney Hood and Chetty Osmond, just not taking any shots at all. Alex Burks, four four or seven. You know those three guys. When your three starting wings uh, get a combined twenty three shots, that's not very good. Um, well, how about I mean, Chetty only shot one one took one shot that wasn't a three, which perplexes me because he'd been so good on the drive the last yeah. couple of games. So well, I don't know they, what happened to that, but well, and they didn't so, really put the game in his hands or the ball in his hands much either. And he kind of took that one three that was a terrible shot late in the third quarter out of frustration, I think, because he just hit one and then just took an awful three at the beginning of the yeah. shot clock, just falling out of bounds practically. And it was like, what are you doing? You know, just run the offense. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe he didn't think he'd get the ball again. So yeah, make and, the best of it. And I, I felt like Larry Nance Jr. was pretty frustrated. Um, he seemed not very happy with coming back off the bench. Um, had a well, decent game. Well, he shouldn't be. <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree and maybe get into that a little bit more. No, what do you mean agree to disagree? No, I'm agreeing with you. I, he oh. shouldn't. He shouldn't be happy about. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's I what. I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to confuse you with the double <laughs> negative. I did that once earlier tonight <laughs> when I said Mike Longabardi has never met a zone offense or a zone defense that he couldn't not figure out so <laughs> yeah um i yeah. mean you know it's like this is twice now that the the heat it's not like it's not like this is a new thing like they just saw this friday night when yeah, the heat exactly. went to the zone defense and the Cavs couldn't score well and eric spolstra who i for a long time was sort of well, he's the caretaker. He's just he's lucky he had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and all these guys. But I, I will give uh, him credit because I feel like he's one of the better defensive coaches in the league and doesn't maybe doesn't even get as much credit as he as he should for that. And he just looked at one look at the Cavs and you're like, oh yeah, run the zone because yeah. all they all force them into into trying to figure out what to do when you take their take their their pet uh mid-range ju- jumpers away and you can't i mean what, what are you gonna do like you they don't have a they don't have a plan they haven't no, had a plan yeah, they don't have and they have even less of a plan when they were trying to incorporate three new guys into the mix that have been either 
not with the team in Macaw or, you know, returning from injury after two weeks in Hood and four weeks in Tristan. So, yeah, um, for sure. I, and it's, it's kind of baffling that, you know, what I said about the wings, if you're playing against the zone, you would think that setting up your wings for three point shots would be the way that you would beat a zone. And the fact that you sure. only, you know, Rodney Hood goes three for four, yet you would think against the zone, you would want him taking, you know, six or seven shots against the zone. Chetty Osman, you know, six or seven shots against the zone. I think Alec well, Burks, you know, six or seven shots against the zone, but they just don't know how to beat it. And also well, the problem, the problem with that is that when you don't really have a distributing point guard in your starting rotate in your starting right. lineup, then what well, are you going to do? Like, yeah, there's no way, there's the no way last, to accomplish that. The last few games, it's been get the ball to the middle of the floor and let Larry Nance be the distributing. You sure. Know, and that uh, was center. working. And the problem is, is that is not Tristan Thompson, and Tristan Thompson was the content to go up against uh, Hassan Whiteside in the paint. And he wasn't bad, but you know the Lakers. No, but that's one-on-one basketball, yeah. and you're not going to win against threes. Well, right, and you are never going to do that when your center's doing that because he's going to take himself out of position for an offensive rebound, and those guys aren't, you know, it's one and done on offense yeah. all the time when that happens. So. Well, you're not going to do it against a savvy team like the Heat. And the Heat's not the most talented team out there, but they are savvy enough to be the 500 team they are. They're a better road team than they are a home team, which leads me to believe that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that, a team that hustles, and they are, and that they're a decent three point shooting team, but, you know, they probably don't get a, if, if memory serves, they probably don't get a ton of support at the, the American Airlines Arena, but yeah. um, but that's a well-coached team. I mean, the Heat were when when everybody left, aside from a sort of a broken down D Wade and you know and a few others, they were not so different from what the Cavs are now. Just sort of a collection of dudes, and um, you know they 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 had good coaching. They had a, a coach that knew how to at least teach these guys fundamental defense and figure out how to maximize the, the guys around them. They only won, what, 30 games that year, but it was only really one one down year. Mm, I mean, they, they haven't been great since then, but at least they've been like either either in the playoffs or right on the verge of the playoffs. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for them is, you know, they kind of swung for the fences getting Justin's out of the justice winslow and it, it 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 hasn't worked out so far but this might be the year that it works out they've also like you well, said he hasn't been bad he's been okay he's been okay yeah um but this year you know they're kind of built around a lot of really um athletic three and d wings and when yep. those kind of guys are shooting well they're a hard team to beat especially when yeah. they're not turning the ball over so well and i mean spolster kind of i mean he didn't invent pace and space, but he certainly emulated what the what the Spurs were doing. Yeah. So, and he continues to do that. Yeah, so. and and the Cavs, which is why I don't think Dion will be long for. for they'll well, find a way to unload him. I think. Yeah, he may end up in a Cavs uniform. Who knows? Oh God, because that's what the Cavs need. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to see Dion back, but at the same time, I mean, just another. I mean, at least, at least, <laughs> I mean. 
I really don't know what the difference between Dion and and Clarkson would be. A healthy Dion and Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, I can't I mean, answer that question. Kind of the same guy, right? I think Clarkson's probably a better shooter. <laughs> right, and Dion's probably a better finisher. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I mean, Dion's under contract for two more seasons after this one, so he's going to be very hard to move. Uh, no, but they would. Sure. De- I mean, yeah. that would be something where if you could eat. Yeah, a contract and pick up some draft picks, but Miami's not going to send any yeah. draft to the Cavs. No, probably not. So, and, and yeah, so the Cavs offensively kind of all play like Dion Waiters right now. <laughs> um, you know, Jordan Clarkson probably their best scorer on the team right now, and you know, eleven points tonight. He's the one guy that at least tried to get shots up against the zone. Uh, yeah. I felt like early in the game, people were scared to shoot. People were scared to take they the were. open shot, and it's like if you don't take the open shot, you've basically you given Miami what what they want. And yeah, you failed. And and give Colin Sexton at least credit for shooting the open shot, but I'm so tired of floaters from him. He did just it, especially well, early in the shot clock. It's not a good shot. The the hard part too is that I mean, look, he's a rookie, so it's gonna happen more often than not. Yeah, but you you kind of want to. I, I want to see. Just even just once or twice a game where he he drives into the middle and instead of just kind of pulling up for that a, a very predictable vanilla expected mid range J or floater, he actually takes that extra step and and swings it to a dude in the corner or you know or finds a trailer or does something something with the ball that makes you say. Okay, this kid's starting to get it. Yeah, he and did it a that's little bit the... tonight. Uh, he went behind the back and then whipped it out to the right corner. Yeah, and um, he had Tristan on that nice early one for that slam. Yeah, and he tried to do it late and threw it to Chetty Osman, but was way too low and threw it out of bounds, basically. And it was a it was a turnover, I think, that went down for Chetty, but it probably should have been his turnover. But yeah, I mean, I thought Chetty stepped out of bounds. Was that not? No, that was a different play. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, there was another one where Chetty did step out of bounds. So yeah, they must have they must have marked that for Colin. But he was doing it a little bit tonight. Uh, but he needs to, like we've talked about over and over, he needs to keep his dribble going and gnash the baseline. And yeah. that floater needs to be the last resort at the end of the shot clock, not the first resort at the beginning of the shot clock. Uh-oh. Well, and I want to believe that that's gonna that's gonna come to him, but I, I I won't say I'm getting disheartened, but I certainly getting here in the game, getting yeah. at least some marginal progress at the front. Yeah, I think I mean the biggest thing to me that's going to make or break him is if he gets stronger, because his first step, why he is fast when he gets into the open floor, his first step is not that quick. Yeah. And he's he seems like a third step guy. And he has he's having a hard time beating guys and I think part of that is going to get stronger because once he gets guys on his hip, he'll be able to finish better. You know, David Nwaba isn't the quickest first step in the league, but once he gets parallel with you, he's so strong that he's very hard to, you know, Yeah. To, uh, I feel like he was a little bit better earlier in the season too when he, he had No, no, uh Sexton oh. when he had Tristan in there consistently setting picks for him too. Yeah, yeah. Because Larry Nance does a lot of things really well. The one thing he doesn't do very well is set picks. 
I don't think he's a terrible screen setter. They just I think I, that's where he gets a lot of his fouls to be to be honest. I mean, he he does, he does a lot of moving screens. Yeah, he sets his base a little too wide and yeah, he tries to do a little too much. But also Well, he doesn't always I mean, he sometimes gets ca- gets caught on stuff that probably shouldn't be called, but he's kind of got that body frame that makes it yeah. look a little more exaggerated, so. Yeah, and he he's not good at keeping his hands in. Um, yeah. Where, where some guys which, are. Which Tristan's really which good at that. Yeah, Tristan's, I mean, look, when you go up against the Well, Tristan's used to having his hands do. down by his waist, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, too. So, which makes you think that, that Ante Zizic would be good at it, but. Well, Ante is a pretty decent screen setter. He just isn't very good at much else. <laughs> Especially, I actually think he's got. I know Mike was bagging on his his moves around the hoop. He's actually got a lot of a lot of skills. He just he just doesn't really have a shot beyond like like probably eight feet. Well, and so. the big thing about him is he reminds me so much of Z in that if he's not getting regular minutes, it's just a lost cause because yeah. he's such a rhythm player. But yeah. Z could shoot. Yeah, I mean Z could really exactly. could really hit. I mean, towards the end, Z was hitting threes, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just. Those guys, if they're not in a regular rhythm, it takes them a long time. Yeah, like I feel like he would benefit from going down to the G League and getting Total. minutes. Big so. men, big men like him are, I mean, like that are always slow to develop. I mean, yeah. they're just especially they're young just, big men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you see uh, Yusuf Nurkic yesterday? Oh my God, he, had well, he did first, something that never happened in the yeah. NBA before, right? He had the first uh, trip uh, quintuple. It was twenty. Five. Yeah, it was like twenty. It was twenty plus points, twenty, 20 plus rebounds, rebounds five assists, five, five steals, five blocks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and, that's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, look at him. People thought he was a bust in Denver. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he gets get some regular playing time in Portland, and you know you, you see what you see what the difference that can make. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it looks. I'm not like, saying Ante Zizic can be. Yusuf Nurkic, but I just think it's too. He's dude's twenty one. Like yeah. it's too early to to call it on on him, especially when he. I think he. I think no one suffered more than him with the departure of Vitali from the coaching oh, staff. Absolutely, and and I will also say that this when they have a whole new coaching staff next year, things will be very different for him. So, well, depending on who. Cavs Dan chooses for that coaching. Well, yes, regardless, maybe. it will be very different. <laughs> Something will be different. Uh, I have. I, different. If, if this, I, I, different, yes. Better <laughs> remains to be seen. Well, I, I have a hard time thinking it could be worse <laughs> than what we're well, saying. You know, Mike, Mike, uh, Ray Liotta, president of the Ray Liotta fan club, Longabardi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I actually don't. I like Larry Drew. I think he's a perfectly good assistant coach who's being, you know, and, and finds himself in this situation and it's like, well, what can you do? Right. I mean, it, it, you just, you make the best of it. Try to teach these young guys. They, they, they either want to learn or they don't want to learn. And, you know, but again, it's, I mean, at least they didn't make him keep Damon Jones. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they made him keep Mike Longabardi, so <laughs> I, yeah, I that, that I just don't get. I don't get. I, I don't see how any how they're that blind that they don't see what an anchor that guy is in a bad way. 
Yeah, and I mean, I know they want to, you know, it is not in their best interest to, you know, finish at the top of the lottery, (laughs) but I don't think they're fooling anybody that they're going to be in the bottom five in the NBA this year. I mean, I just don't think... I don't think there's any way out of that unless Love came back and played at a at a, at a uh, an all time level. I mean, yeah. it just it's just not going to happen. Like they just don't have enough. They just don't have enough. Well, Mostly, they don't have enough scoring and shooting. Yeah, and the way and secondly, that, they don't have enough defense. Yeah, and the way that their guys have been going down with injury, you just don't know who at this point is going to be the next guy to drop too. Yeah. Um. But, you know, in terms of tonight's game, I mean, I we had Tristan Thompson leading the team with 14, Rodney Hood with 13, but also a team low negative 21. Um, nobody had more than five rebounds, and that was Larry Nance. Uh, I thought Delhi kind of played a rough game. Um, yep. They were kind of forcing him to shoot. Uh, he was trying to get – guys weren't moving without the ball, and – I mean, Delhi, his kind of lone big play, he had that reverse layup, and then he had a a bank shot three that probably shouldn't have gone in. So didn't yeah. have a great game, but teams are playing him for the pass now. And well, and that's just it. Like, if you're going to, like, I mean, look, who the hell am I? But if, I, if, I, if, if Tristan Thompson's first game back and there's an opportunity to say, hey, you know what, why don't we just have Tristan come off the bench and stick him with Delhi? Give him some easy, easy lobs for you know for dunks. Yeah. See if you can get see if you can get that going. That's a that's a play you can run a few times in that second unit, and maybe you don't have that. Maybe you know maybe you you get through the the kind of the shooting doldrums of of that second quarter. Well, and you then know? But, also Tristan Thompson on a minutes restriction. So why don't you let the guy who's been playing well at the starting position, you know, kind of keep going? Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying there. It didn't make a lot of sense to me the way they divvied up those minutes. Um, But, of course... And to your point, I mean, they're going to wind up frustrating Nance, I think, by Yank. This is what they did last year. Yeah. You know, just just when Nance would start getting a comfort level, they'd yo-yo him in and out of the the rotation or the starting lineup. And... Nance is another guy we are just talking about about big men. Like he's the kind of guy that that needs he needs the playing he needs the consistency of playing time. He needs to know know his role and know that he can he can do what what needs to be done. I still don't think there's a I still think there's a way you can play both those guys in the in the starting lineup. But uh, it, might, it might take having Kevin Love as your as your other front court player. Uh, yeah, and I don't think that's instead of Jetty, who's probably right now, anyways. He he's you know, which again surprised me. He didn't really drive to the hoop because he had some success with that, but he probably had more lanes to drive to the hoop when Tristan wasn't starting and when it was Larry. And instead, he took to shooting his Kyle Korver threes, and a couple couple of them looked good, but then the rest of them. Yeah. He really didn't. So he, he put up a couple bad heat checks. So yeah. and he's not that player yet that can do that. So yeah, I mean, but that's the problem is that he's not going to stretch the floor. So all of a sudden, you know, if you're unless you're because you have to almost do what you said, which is make Nance the one, make Sexton your your shooting two, 
make, uh, you know, and get, you know, run the offense through dance, have Tristan be your, be your five down low and have, you know, when he get, when he comes back and is healthy, you have, you have love essentially playing as a, you know, as a stretch four. Yeah. The problem with that, with, with playing Nance and Thompson together is if you're playing Nance in the high post, you're pay, playing Tristan in the low post is, yeah, you can do the high low action, but you have a really hard time cutting those uh, guards from the wing because, you know, yeah. the center's already there. Um, but that's a good point. That's you know, point. I, I don't think you'll see that starting lineup, but there's definitely some dyna, dynamic play that can happen. That might be a layup yeah. or a lineup you can run occasionally, but it all kind of depends on what Kevin Love we see when, when he gets back too. So if we see him, if he comes back, yeah. So that kind of gets to the second part of our podcast because I think we've kind of beaten this game to death. I mean, yeah. Beyond you know what we saw from Winslow and Whiteside and Richardson. Um, oh, there was nothing. There was yeah. nothing after the first what sixteen minutes. Yeah. To speak for the Cavs here because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was close. They were fighting in the first quarter. They played good defense in the first quarter. Um, you know, and where they were they closing out on guys. A and, times. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that's only because he kind of like you know took it easy. Yeah. But no, look, the the Heat figured it out in the last game. I was the only thing that surprised me about this was that it took Spolz for so so long to go to the zone. Yeah, like. To, to wait till the, the middle of the second quarter to do it, as opposed to <laughs> to start the game with it, because you you might because you might wind up having some historic uh, lopsided score if you did that. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about the trade rumor that you and I were talking about um, in the live thread. Yeah. And uh, you know, take me through it a little bit. So I, I was I'm just catching bits and and strands on on uh the on twitter and the internet today just about it's a lot of and and a lot of it's probably just speculation but but it seemed like a specific amount of heat was being put on to the idea that the denver might be a a real strong target for a possible kevin love trade yeah and and the Cavs have been saying all year that they're not you know they're they don't want to trade them they don't want to trade them but that Hey, you know, I, I, like any team, like if someone came and blew them away with an offer for for Kevin, they'd have to think about it. And um, someone was asking uh, Mark Stein about about this, and he said, "Well, right now, I wouldn't say he'd move, but he, he but he did say I think um, in the next two weeks you're going to hear a lot about Kevin Love." And he said, "I think Denver Denver is that team who's been um, who's who's." been vocal about their interest in love in the past and, and has would actually be kind of a perfect situation for him really from a, just from a, from a gameplay standpoint. And uh, who, who were, so the principals involved in this were Paul Millsap who's injured right now. Um, well, these are all, the, these were more speculative. These no, were I know, like, but Stein didn't, Stein didn't say any names, but the names I've seen bouncing around, um, and bouncing around were the the one that I've seen, the one that I saw with the most that that seems to have the most repeating names is Millsap, because I think it's you need his salary and because he plays basically the same position as as Kevin. I mean, they've kind of asked Millsap 
went healthy to be their stretch four in in Denver. And then uh, Wancho, because he's a potentially promising young player. I mean, he, he certainly did a number on the Cavs, but um, but I don't know if, you know, I, I, I think you dedicated a whole recap to him one time, right? I did, <laughs> or close to it. Yeah, I, that he killed the Cavs that one game. Yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, and so it would be, I think, the, the from a trade machine standpoint, it would have to be Millsap, Wancho, and then um, Michael Porter Jr., who I don't think has played yet this year, still out with the after the back surgery. Yeah, and, and then, uh, he won't play this year at all. Yeah, and so so it's basically like a a, a first round pick, a rookie, and then um, Love, and then Rodney Hood on the other side. Now you brought up the, the issue with Hood because he's got that player the the veto power given his rights situation right so correct but you could i'm sure you could easily just as easily swap out hood for maybe birch or something like that once yeah he's it, it, it's a little bit tricky but yeah there's some stuff you can do you can also look at possibly mason plumley um coming over because he's on the last year of a contract right um but i think also there'd have to be a at least one at least one unprotected first rounder from Denver or maybe a couple of protected future firsts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other question would be, would the Cavs then try and flip Millsap to a team trying to cut salary? Um, you know, that's an option. Right. Um, Cause Millsap could still help a, a contender. Right. Although at this point, if he gets, if he ends up with the Cavs or, you know, another team, looking to cuts out, you know, maybe Miami, maybe Miami does a, you know, uh, Dion waiters and, uh, another guy making $10 million for Paul Millsap, you know, that's a move that actually make, would make a lot of sense for them. Um, right. Or, I mean, the team that could use them is probably Philly. Yeah. Philly could use them. I um, mean, if, if, if Philly would be willing to, you know, you know, if, if the Cavs agreed to like, like maybe eat some of his salary or something like that, where yeah, I don't think that works for Philly on a financial standpoint. Just the way I think right. you would be more likely to see a release and then him sign as yeah. a released free agent. Well, the other place I was thinking about was maybe Indiana for Kevin Love. No, for Millsap. If oh, you okay. Him. Yeah, uh, the only problem with Indiana, I mean. He would kind of be taking Thad Young's place, uh, but yeah, that would work. I mean, I mean, he's sure. a better option, I think, from a from a Offensive an all around standpoint. Oh, yeah. yeah, which they probably need. Yeah, but all that sort of you know conjecture, or whatever. But I just think it's interesting that that and and look, it's not unexpected that there would be rumors out there flying now because I think a number of the uh, what the the deadline for guys that signed deals in the summer has passed now where you can it has have them. Passed, yeah i'm hoping to uh, have an article out uh, at least by the beginning of next week on because i did kind of the eastern conference you know what right. the Cavs trade for i'm hoping to have a western conference one so okay well uh, maybe that i'm sure the love thing yeah. will factor into the denver stuff i didn't mean to steal your thunder with that but no, absolutely uh, not it's a, it's good trade it's good uh, podcast fodder so but, but yeah, I think, I mean, look, I, from, I a, think, from oh, a from a nugget standpoint, from a nugget standpoint, I can absolutely see why they would do that. Like, love might be 
the perfect guy to stick next to to Jokic. And I, I know Ben said that in the past um, in articles and, and maybe even on pods, but, um, you know, you get, I mean, those two guys in the front court would, would, would be a real hassle for, um, for teams in the West to deal with, I think. Well, and the other side of that is if you have one of them on the floor at all times, you can pretty much run the same set. You True. Know, you know, and then you've got, uh, you know, Mason Plumlee. I, if I was them, I would not want to move Wancho. I think he's got a lot of promise, but, you know, you got to give up something to get something. The other thing that's a yeah. real key to that trade, I think you would, the Cleveland doctors would have a lot to say about oh, yeah. it is Michael Porter Jr., who, you know, before last season um, was considered the number one prospect in the draft last year, and then he hurt his back and, you know, didn't go until after the lottery. Yep. Or, I think a lot of no, people thought the, the Cavs might, the might take him, too. Yeah, a lot of people thought the Cavs might yeah. take him, so... And I mean, I thought, hey, you know what? I mean, if you're if you if you're gonna take a shot, if you're gonna tank anyways, right? Exactly. Why not take a guy who <laughs> might have to sit out for a year? I mean, it's kind of like what Philly did with with Embiid and then uh, and Simmons. I mean, you know, these guys all sit out a year and then you your oh, team. Oh, it was Embiid and it was like four straight guys. It was Embiid. Oh yeah, Nerlens, Nerlens Noel, um, and then Fultz. Okafor wasn't <laughs> Okafor. Okafor. To for a while. I mean, yeah, yeah. All, that that was their plan. It was like it was like these the ultra super tanking special where it's like not only are we gonna take guys number one or in the top three every year and just be awful, we're gonna they're gonna be injured so we can take that chance and and then you know that it just contributes to our awfulness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the problem for them is that now they've got. Now they've got three stars that don't necessarily work all that well together. Yeah, I mean, Simmons can't finish games, uh, especially if the ball's in his hands. Um, Embiid doesn't want to be a guy that's out on the perimeter. I think ultimately you're going to see Simmons probably not finishing games there because they want the ball in Butler's hands or, you know, you just can't have two guys that clog the paint like those, those two guys do, so... Or, you know, well, you know what I'd do if Cavs I was Philly? Every night. What would you do? You know what I would do if I was Philly? Trade I, would, I would shock the world and trade. I would trade Embiid for Anthony Davis. That'd be an interesting trade. Although, I'm not sure Embiid's contract is that great long term. But let me, let me go look at that since I'm on the NBA trade dot, or tradenba.com website which is a really good website pretty much replaced the trade machine so <laughs> let, me, let me go look at philly here and see see what they got see how long uh old joel Embiid's trade oh his contract runs five years that might be a really interesting trade for them well here's the thing if you've got <laughs> the pelicans get the pelicans get lushy uh a I'm assuming that was a sneeze, not a cough. If it was a cough, I apologize. Oh, it was a little of both. So okay, um, I think it's interesting because the Pelicans would get uh, a guy who's controllable for the next five years, yeah. right? And who's still going to give you probably who's, who's a very good player. Oh yeah, he's going to give you four fifths of what Davis does, and he's still and he's younger, right? I mean, he's yeah. only going to get better, most likely, and then. And then Philly gets a the Philly gets a guy that that probably suits 
probably plays better next to next to Butler is more of a compliment to his game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, and honestly, that's a team that could It still doesn't solve the the uh Simmons problem, but Yeah, but that's a team that can win a championship. Um Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what you do about Simmons. I actually think um Phoenix would be a great fit for Simmons, but I don't know what they have to give up. So Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I mean, well, Phoenix got a lot to give up if they want to, but <laughs> They well, just, <laughs> I don't I know what they have think, to give up that's any good. Well, they still have picks, don't they? I mean, oh, that is true. They do have picks, and they're going to pick well. I mean, they're still going to be a bottom bottom four or five team this year. Yeah, and you I mean, know, they're the they're the one team that might that might finish behind the Cavs. Yeah, they're they're losing seventy two to forty nine right now. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you know, yeah. it's. To fit to that to Philly, but yeah, no, you you have no idea what Phoenix is going to do <laughs> um, as an organization because you know they're the ultimate. When everybody says zag, they zig. Team, I trust in I trust in uh, JFJ, man. <laughs> James, yeah. The problem is his boss is Robert Sarver. <laughs> yeah, I know his boss is a crazy person. Yeah, exactly. So the no, other- look, I think Booker's a keeper, but. And it's funny, like, Ubre's actually played fairly well since he went there, but. Yeah, the other player I feel like that really needs to go, um, for this team to be better long term, and, and I don't think. You're talking Cavs, about the Cavs or yeah. you're talking about Philly? And, and the Cavs, and I don't feel okay. like Kevin Love necessarily needs to go for the Cavs to be better long term. Um, but Tristan Thompson, I feel like, if, if the Cavs are going to be who, and if Larry Nance is going to be who we get glimpses of us seeing he could be, Tristan Thompson's got to go because. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's teams that could definitely use a Tristan Thompson. Sure, I mean, but they couldn't use his $44 million he has still left on his contract for two years. That's not, no, it's not $44 million, it's $34 million. <laughs> It might as well be. I mean, thirty-four. Yeah. For, I mean, well, you're but, paying, that's seventeen million dollars a year to a guy that that does one thing really well. Yeah. Well, now he does two things. He fin- He makes hook shots, and he <laughs> and he finishes, right. around, and he rebounds, and he's a good defender. So, um, you know, I thought Charlotte might be a team that could use him, although he's very similar in style to Bismack Biombo, who. Has almost the same contract, um, although as at half the productivity. Um, yeah. The other team, if they decide to compete, is Washington. Even though John Wall is still out, John um, Wall's out forever. Yeah, John Wall's out for the season, um, and I think he's at what is it like a seven eight month recovery? Yeah, they're saying he may not be ready for the beginning of next season. Yeah, and so because John Wall... I mean, he certainly won't be himself. I mean, that's yeah. a... I mean, heel injury is like an... I mean, it's it's akin to an Achilles injury. Like, you, it's just gonna... Because you, you put so much stress on it when you're, when you're playing. Yeah. Uh, but... Oh, yeah, totally. It... <laughs> The, what? Yeah, I mean, he's got a bone spur on his heel. Hey, it's what kept Donald. But what would you take on? I mean, I guess you'd have to take Batum, right? No, it'd that's be, the oh, for, contract. Oh, for Charlotte, yeah, it would be Batum. 
for uh, Washington, it actually makes a lot of sense because they have Ian Mahinmi, who is not very good, and Dwight Howard never well, plays. Well, um, and because they, now they have um, Thomas Bryant, who's been kind of a revelation there. Oh, has he been playing well for them? Yeah, he had, uh, well, I mean, granted, it was against uh, Atlanta, but he had 16 and 15 tonight. Yeah, it's against Atlanta, so. Although I was not, He's I feel pretty like good, the though, future is bright for Atlanta because, um, you know. His purse, his, he's got almost a 22 per Thomas Bryant. Yeah. Well, I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to watch him. I haven't watched them that much. What What is uh, Washington in the last ten? Uh, the last ten, mm, not great because John Wall's been out. Yeah, but, but I feel like they may be better long term for him kind of being out for a while. But who knows? I mean, but if they are, then they have to. Oh, yeah, they won that barn burner against Phoenix, one forty nine to one forty six. And and Thomas Bryant had thirty one points and thirteen rebounds in that game again against oh, wow. okay. Phoenix, but but still, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize he was playing that well. So that you know, those... yeah, I mean, he doesn't play great against the, the better teams, but against the scrubs because he's undersized I and mean, he's only six ten. He's kind of like a like a Tristan type center. Yeah. So yeah, there's another team that <laughs> I thought would work, but now doesn't work. Uh, maybe yeah. Orlando next year. Um, Cause, yeah, because yeah, Bryant's only 21. So, yeah, I mean, Vucevic's probably leaving. Oh, yeah, Vuce is going to... i, I got to tell you, Vuce is probably, probably the fourth or fifth best uh, free agent available. Yeah, the, he's having a monster, monster year, and uh, good, and good for him. Um, yeah, he I still guess, doesn't play defense, but he's a great offensive player. He would fit in perfectly in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> On either where they Los play, where they where where defense is optional, unless you're playing with the 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 uh, Warriors. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So I don't I don't know who else uh, Tristan would fit on. Maybe Dallas, but I don't think Dallas wants to go that route. They don't want to take on salary for next year. No, so, no. Dallas is might be a playoff team. Yeah, they look like they could be. Um, you know, Dennis uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is back and. As much as I like to hate on uh, Luka Doncic, he he's been playing great. And uh, <laughs> okay, come on. Although, At this point, you gotta admit he's pretty good. No, never, never. <laughs> he is the Brad Stevens of basketball players. <laughs> Way overhyped. Uh, see, I don't think you can do that with players. I think you can do that with coaches because coaches. I can do whatever I want. It's our podcast. <laughs> okay. One can, the 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 third person you one cannot necessarily do that with players <laughs> as much as as coaches, uh, just because coaches you 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 don't see how the sausage is no, made. But the, I, proof, the proof is in I, the pudding with players. I understand what you're saying. I mean, come on, did you see that game winner falling out of bounds? That was ridiculous. Come on, against Portland, I believe. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that I, was insane on the road, no less. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's it was kind of ridiculous, but I, hey, I, but you keep being who you are. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I do think I can say that because it's not about him. It's not even about him. It's about the hype. Oh, okay. There's, yeah, there's I get that. one thing I can't say. By the way, it's never really been about Luka Doncic. I I have I haven't seen enough of the kid play like Ben has to to be. You know the well. That's not going to work in the NBA or anything like that. I, I like I. My perspective is, I just haven't seen enough 
And yeah, I mean, if I was just purely going by, by the numbers and by the, you know, the, 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 like the game winning shot or the, you know, some of the clutch things that he's done, then, then I'd say, Oh yeah, I, I would come to my own conclusion of like, Hey, this kid's pretty good for a rookie. And, you know, maybe Atlanta made a mistake by wanting Trey Young so bad, but, but the hype machine is the thing that I, that, that just gets me to a place like, well, I just, I'm just going to be contrarian because I can't stand it when people anoint people. Like even the, it's even happening in Cleveland where I'm like, I'm a big fan of Baker Mayfield. I love what he's done with the Browns, but I'm not willing to say to go, you know, cause some people are like, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback next year. And by the way, maybe he will be, and maybe he'll be the guy that, you know, takes him to the Super Bowl. But I just, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of the hype machine. I've, I spent way too long working in jobs where I had to be that, that person where I just, it just rankles me. And that's, what? it's always been my problem with Brad Stevens. And that's the way, that's why I, you, I well, would. Well, you got to be loving this season early on where the, oh, yeah. the Celtics have struggled, although they've been very good of late. Yeah. I mean, although, just you when you think Marcus you're getting Smart good. Go out tonight? I didn't, but I saw uh, Hayward finally have a big game. Yeah, but Marcus Smart uh, had to be escorted to the locker. He looked like he screwed up his right shoulder pretty bad. Yeah. So that's too on, bad on a cat illegal screen. So shocking. <laughs> Talk uh, about guys that have been underwhelming, man. Cat really is is kind of. It's like, what are you doing, dude? How are you not? How are you not better than this? I think, yeah, the hype machine, he was a victim of the hype machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess he had 28 and 12, but still, like, he was <laughs> not good in the, he was not good in no. the first half. He turned it on in the second. But. Well, just because you put up numbers does not mean you are winning basketball games. <laughs> no, but remember when everyone was going all crazy about Andrew Wiggins and his defense and, and how the Cavs would rue the day they traded Kevin Love for, okay. or traded and him by for Kevin everyone Love. you mean me. No, not just you. Lots, <laughs> it was, that was I'm me. not going to single you, you out because, you, yes, you were part of that, but everyone was saying that, and I was like, I don't see it. I don't see Wiggins being the difference maker that, that everyone's saying he's going to be. And lo and behold. He certainly has not been. He's not that guy. Yeah. He, he, he can be a volume scorer but an inefficient one. When he when he wants to be, although as I say that he went he did go ten of eighteen tonight, but <laughs> well, um, I love a guy who shoots like a decent percentage and you know, no, but he doesn't yeah. play defense. He's no, not he's a defensive player. Defense. He had all the tools to be. Yeah, and that's and the was, worst part of it. And he had a good. He was actually pretty good defensive player coming out of college, and that was what he kind of hung his hat on. And which is why I wondered, like, well, maybe that would be a good guy to. Put next, next to LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, maybe not this year as a rookie, but certainly in, as he grows, that would be a good idea. It would have been nice to have him or a Giannis or a Giannis or a you know or a uh, Rudy Gobert, like one of these guys that the Cavs could have gotten in that awful Anthony Bennett draft that <laughs> they didn't, and it, the thus there was really nothing left, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, we got, way, we got way off track here somehow. We did, but, but I, no, I, I, I take your point about the hype machine. I mean, certainly. That's it. Uh, it's nothing to do with Luka Doncic. Don, is it Doncic? Doncic? Doncic. Doncic. 
It has nothing to do with Luka Doncic as a player. I'm sure Ben I, will correct. I, me. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 no, I just I, meant on the on the pronunciation. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But in a in a in an honest moment where I'm just saying like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, kids like. He's he's terrific. He should be the rookie of the year. Like there's no. I, I think he's mostly lived up to the hype. So I think you were annoyed with the hype before he did it, and now that I feel like he's proven it. Yeah, but I can't. I, I can't back off of that now. <laughs> well, I have to wait till at least yeah. till the end of the year. You, oh, absolutely. You know, but there hasn't really been another rookie that's that's come up to say, to show me like that he wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I really expected. Like I really thought. Like I thought maybe Jaron Jackson would or. Um, you know, I thought, um, I really thought that, that, uh, that Aiden would be better than he has been. He hasn't been bad. He just has, he hasn't just been, been yeah. Yeah. It's been and a rookie. And, and in a lot of years, he might, uh, he, he might be the guy, but, uh, yeah, this isn't, this isn't it. So, but look, Don, Don just couldn't ask for a better spot to land, to, but to be honest, like, to have a to have a dude like like Dirk be, you know, a quasi mentor. To have a another super stable coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, and and say what you want about Mark Cuban, but he's always been he's always had a kind of a like a like the mad genius plan for that team. Yeah, like even in years when they look like they're tanking, they're they're making moves and, and you know sometimes sneaky good moves, sometimes not so like. I still think they probably regret the um, who's the dude they got from Harrison Barnes deal. Oh, yeah, they still regret that. But DeAndre's worked out pretty well for them. Just a couple years later than they wanted it to. <laughs> Although I know a lot of I fo- I follow on Twitter a lot of guys uh, who are big um, Mavericks fans, and they cannot stand DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> really? Yet yeah, they he he. The the take on him basically is that he only plays on TV, like on a non national TV game. He doesn't even get his hands up, so it's just interesting. Well, the good news is that you know the good news is what? all the playoffs are televised. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But like, but like, I think like I like Jordan better than like Wesley Matthews. Like he seems like a lost cause to me. Oh yeah, no Wesley Matthews I mean, has kind of never really recovered from that Achilles injury. When you've got when you've got Harrison Barnes and Wesley Matthews soaking up about you know twenty to twenty five shots a game, when they probably should be going to Smith Junior. Doncic and you know and and I mean I would even I would even make sure Dirk got extra touches yeah. rather than those guys. Heck, I'd let JJ Barea shoot it before well, them. JJ Barea is one of the bench best bench guards in the league. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, no, that team's to watch. Um, and I, I gotta watch more of them. I haven't I, honestly. I, I I haven't watched a lot of them. I, I saw them play the Lakers the other night, and you know that was a fun matchup. But. I love that uh, basketballreference.com lists JJ Barea at six foot because <laughs> he's about five five. Yeah, I mean that's just that's fantastic. But yeah, JJ yeah. JJ Barea is a, a really good bench player for them. So. Wait, so so just to backtrack about a half an hour, um, <laughs> you never really kind of gave me your thoughts about the love thing. Do you think? Do you think that's a a? Do you think that's? Do you think it's just more hot air like it always is with Kevin Love and rumors, or do you think there's some legitimacy there? Do you think? Do you think Denver's a good fit as a trade partner? I I do think Denver's a good fit as a trade partner. Um, you know, 
what'd you say? Two first rounders and. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be like the best deal ever. And Wancho. (laughs) um, I do feel like maybe you would get a third team involved to move Paul Millsap to. Right. The Cavs would probably have to take some salary on longer term to get that big of a haul. Sure. But, um, but yeah, uh, my only other thing would be to maybe look at trying to pry a guard out of them, like a Trey Lyles. Um, is but, Lyles a guard? I thought he was like 6'11". Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. I, I'm... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you mean no, like you Murray. You mean like, well, not going to give up Murray, but uh, who else could they give up? Let's see. Denver yeah, Denver. that's the problem. They don't have a ton of guys beyond their real core guys. You know, they're not I mean, going to give up Barton. They're not going to give up. Yeah. They're not giving up Barton. They're not giving up Gary Harris. Um, yeah, Lyle's, yeah, Lyle's a power forward. Um, they've already passed on Moutier, you know. I mean, Monte Morris has been running the point for them lately, and he's actually been doing pretty well. Yeah, Monte Morris might be a guy because Harris is hurt. So. Oh, we could get we could get it back. <laughs> I did. I was waiting. <laughs> I was setting you up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Isaiah, that's Thomas. I. I could tell now. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the be, way, wouldn't he be so happy to be back? Oh my god, <laughs> be, he'd be thrilled without LeBron. Come on, because <laughs> we all know LeBron was a problem. Yeah, you know what the best is like. <laughs> we could pull up a mini Brinks truck at the airport when he got off the airport and just totally. it like a like a Tonka Brinks truck. Yeah, filled with uh, one dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I would love to. I would love to get. Uh, I would love to just turn this lineup loose. Just just put. I would say Sexton, we're gonna send you back down to the G League. We're gonna we're just gonna start a backcourt of IT and Jordan Clarkson and just go to town. No, no, no. I, I think you just go <laughs> ultimate IT, you bring J.R. Smith back, <laughs> you bring in Jordan Clarkson, you start See if we can lose canning out. fry, and then like who's the fifth guy? <laughs> who's the fifth uh, guy in that line? Who do you want to subject that to? Probably Hood, because he won't he won't let anyone trade him. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe that is it, or or maybe you. Hood's the one it. guy that that everyone else is shooting threes, and Hood just steps in for the twos. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they all step in for the twos. So oh, they all do, but Rodney in particular, because Rodney's the best three point shooter of that group. Yeah. Although Clarkson's coming up on him, but because he's been better lately, I think I, I heard before this game he was like eighteen for this last forty two, and that's a pretty good percentage, but. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I was thinking like, um, yeah, I mean, Rodney actually has a nice shooting stroke and actually can hit threes, but man, he really just doesn't like to, it's almost like he's like, he's mindful of that. Like he doesn't want to ruin his percentages percentages. Yeah. So it's like, well, let me step in and take the more high percentage shot and I feel you like know, showcase, showcase for another next year. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of that on this Cavs team. Like everybody's trying to get theirs, and that's kind of the the curse of the bad NBA team is everybody's trying to get their numbers, you know, for future contracts rather than you know playing the best kind of team ball to. Except for Tristan Thompson, which is why kind of why I I understand your point about Larry Nance Jr. But at the same time, I feel like Tristan's one of the few guys that's not doing that. 
yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge Tristan fan. Um, I know. I I feel like a lot of his um, offensive rebound numbers are over way overinflated because no one actually guards him. I think so, the word you're looking for is conflated. Overinflated is a uh, is a legitimate uh, expression. I know. Um, you know, he's uh, he gets a lot of offensive rebounds because he gets a running start because nobody's going to guard him more than five yeah. feet from the basket. Although I will say his, his finishing has gotten light years better with that hook shot. Um, and he can go over either shoulder, which is good. Um, you know, it's, it's about four years, you know, maybe three years later than he should have gotten it. I mean, why it took this long to get that is a little bit ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it's the curse of playing with LeBron, too, is, you know, people sacrifice their own game to do what LeBron wants. Right. So, um, but I just, I think long term, he's not a guy that you want to build around because, A, he's only here for two more years. I have a hard time thinking he's going to re-sign when he's a free agent after next season. Um, I also feel like he's just a limited offensive. Oh, who else is paying him, though? I mean... Well, yeah, but I mean, are the Cavs at that point it'll be thirty. So a thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old offensive rebounding specialist who can hit hook shots. (laughs) I'm not arguing with you, Um, but I also think you know who's paying him, Danny Gilbert. Danny Gilbert. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I hope not. I hope it's Larry. I hope not too. I hope not too. I know. I hope it's Zion Williamson. Well, not at center, but yeah. <laughs> Why not? If if well, Draymond Green can play center, then Zion Williamson can play I center. would love to see Larry Nance playing center and Zion Williamson cutting from the wing. I want to see Larry Nance play the one. <laughs> he he very well could. I want Larry Nance's I want Larry Nance to be our Ben Simmons, who's a better shooter. Our Justice Winslow. Yes. <laughs> well, there Paul. you go. Yeah, I, I don't see why he couldn't be our Ben Simmons. I mean, he's he's certainly the best uh, passer on the team. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, Colin Sexton is a much better player by then, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I there's other guys you could get moved. Obviously, J.R. Smith's still on this team. Um, I, I mean, he probably will be in perpetuity, right? At least until <laughs> the... I think Mike brought up a good point. I think Jr. is probably not getting moved until the summer, yeah. when a team can literally pick him up and and you could trade into that, and, and he winds up being a three and a half million dollar yes cap hit as opposed to you know the yeah. fourteen or whatever. So yeah, and had uh, said that. Well, it won't be this. It it won't be late in the summer. It, that actually happens between the draft and between. Free agency, so just yeah. so you know. So. No, I know. I mean, I could yeah. see it happening. Yeah. Like, no, I like brought up draft, that point. Draft night or whatever. Yeah, I brought up that point many times. So yeah. Um, oh, oh. So you're you're more annoyed that I gave credit to Mike and not you? I'm not because I thought Mike's article was great. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm giving you a Alonzo Ball's still got a terrible looking shot. He does, but it it actually is going in with more regularity. So. I mean, how could it? I mean, even a blind squirrel. Although I will say his release is very quick and very hard to guard. I sure. Mean, 
it, it's almost like you remember how Sean May's release was so goofy. Guys yeah. had a hard time guarding it. I mean, yeah, it's higher cool. than Sean Marion's was, but yeah, it's a it's a bizarre shot. Boy, this is a brick fest in Los Angeles. It's just a track meet brick fest. Like <laughs> it's like what, the, the Lakers. And, it's uh, the Thunder. It's Lakers and Thunder just running up and down the floor, missing shots badly. It, it's it's Tom Pestak pulling his hair out for two hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Guys just like, running down the court, stepping into threes. Yeah. Yeah. You think I, LeBron, how, how how long do you think LeBron's out? Do you think he's, you think he takes his two weeks, or do you think it's uh, is it January? I think he's going to wine country next week. <laughs> well, he brings wine country to the court with him now when he well, shows up. Well, that's true. Yeah, I saw that summer. the other day. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I do you even want to get into this LeBron? You know, when we beat the Warriors. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Because it's ancient history. Uh, I, I get there's very... so much now that is, I feel is just absolutely manufactured news. And you know what? Yeah. I apologize to listeners because I'm, a, I became a part of it tonight and talking about this Kevin Love stuff. The only reason I brought it up is because it, it seems to be gathering some steam and rather than, yeah. you know, if something does happen, at least we could say, well, we did talk about it and speculate about it, but, um, there was a what was that? I think did you post the the that Deadspin article about ESPN <laughs> like creating their own news creating cycle, an entire news cycle out of their own fart. <laughs> yeah, which was the Anthony <laughs> Davis like to L.A. Yeah, non no no source quoted speculation about well he's going to and it's like oh, and worst was the Zach Lowe article which you could really tell he did not want to write it. Yeah, but some editor told him go give me a thousand fifteen hundred words on Anthony Davis to L.A. and yep, yeah, yeah. I mean that's the that's the shame of it. It's like, well, I mean, sure, like anything's possible, and you know, whatever. But yeah. I, LeBron and, and talking about LeBron talking about that article the, that was by Albert Bernico or Bernico of Deadspin, who has written three articles in the last year that I really enjoy. Or as and really one of them was a political article that very much annoyed Tom when I sent it to him and <laughs> he said something to the effect was oh he must have wrote that on his break from from slinging lattes so <laughs> which I thought was humorous but that is uh, pretty funny I do like Albert Bernanke has has had some nice articles this year for Deadspin but but, but yeah. how how revisionist not not even revisionist how I I I just look at the the whole, I mean, a, you know, fake news story or news cycles aside, like it's just, it's just LeBron and Kyrie, you know, perpetuating these like, well, this is what happened two years ago. Yeah. This is what happened for, it's like, I don't think anybody really cares, dude. Like, but, but you then move, he said he was better move than on, Jordan and everybody, you know, and there's nothing to talk about that day because we're still, in Chris, nobody's actually paying attention to the NBA other than the games that are actually on during Christmas. You know, I think they, that was LeBron's birthday gift to himself. <laughs> it really was, and telling telling the world that he be, he felt like that championship made him better than Jordan. And you know what? In 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 ten fifteen years, we might once he's he's a, a far he, once he's out, been out of the game for as long as Jordan's now been out of the game. Maybe there can be 
more conversation about that, but you, you're never going to win. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a huge LeBron fan. I, I hey. love that. Brett, uh, yeah. He got himself a brand new back pattern for Christmas. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, that was, that was a historic championship over what everyone said, but what the hype machine said was the greatest team of all time at 73 and nine. And, and we're from a, a record standpoint, but you know, then they came back from a three, one deficit for only, only team to ever do that and, and beat them. And that was epic. And, the and it, truth was, is, it was something special. It was one of the greatest nights of my for life. Sure. And, and the, it and didn't the truth, involve a marriage or the birth of my kids. Yeah, there you go. And the truth is Jordan never had that level of giant to slay in the finals. He was always the giant when he went to the finals. Yeah. So I would I mean, say the Lakers were at that level. Did he? Did he play? Did he play? Yeah, his first. Game, yeah, the first. Right. The Lakers. But I don't think he went seven games. I, I don't know. think any of them did. I think the Utah series was the was the was the maybe the only one that went to six. I have to look it up now because yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be hot taking my way blindly through this, but. Um, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that he's any better than Jordan. It just means that Jordan got it done quicker, <laughs> you know. Well, but but also Jordan. I mean, people will always point to the the six argument, where yeah. LeBron's record is what 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 is it now? Three and six, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> what is he no, gone? That's, eight that's... straight years now. Yeah, eight straight years, and then another one before that. So yeah, three and six. Yeah. So. I, and I for, for all you're not wanting to get into it, we've gotten into. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know, and we we promised to do to do a short one. I think we've already been on for. Yeah, we've a while. already been on for over an hour. But well, let's wrap it up then. We, yeah, we, so we, I just want to give a parting shot on that. I just to me, it's you know, it irked me because to me that was a team accomplishment. The way the last two minutes went down, you know, you had the drive, the shot, and the stop. No, oh, yeah. Ron doesn't. Win oh, he doesn't. He doesn't Kyrie. win that without Kyrie hitting that shot. He doesn't win that without without Kevin Love doing what he did. Or Kyrie game, just balling out the last three games of the finals. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it was to me it was a moment that stands apart from anything else, and it was a singularly great accomplishment. But it doesn't make you. I think it's one of the greatest accomplishments in NBA history, but it doesn't mean that you are the greatest player in NBA history. Yes. You one of the greatest first. players in NBA yeah. history, but maybe not the greatest. Yeah. So, and, and to me, the biggest difference between Jordan and LeBron is Jordan found a way to get up for opponents every single night and, you know, try to rip those out, whereas LeBron on a random game in February could look like he could care less whether he was there or not. So yeah. that to me was, I never saw Jordan ever take a game off. And maybe that's, you know, memory of of being a child, but that was the way I'll always remember him. And that was always the difference between, you know, Jordan and LeBron. I never saw chill mode Jordan. So. No, never. And by the way, I don't think I ever saw chill mode Kobe. <laughs> no. No, is that my Uncle Tom? <laughs> he was never in chill mode. Like, yeah, he it didn't matter. He wasn't the smartest player on the court all the time, and he did some his oh, yeah, competitiveness and, and his desire to be the best caused him to ignore teammates at, to his own detriment at times. Yeah. But yes, I'll agree with you. But you he, could never say posted. 
I mean, no, that, I, except I maybe in his he, last year or two, but yeah, that was a different post, era post injury. But look, yeah. even his last game, he went out and scored sixty. <laughs> One of the more ridiculous games of all time. But yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm not su- suggesting that Kobe's the best player of all time. No, for, for sure not. But, but. He still won more championships than LeBron did, or has. He did. And, you know, I will say one of, I, one of the only kind of things about that championship that to me was, uh, I actually thought that that 72 win win season was an amazing accomplishment. And the fact that the Cavs beat them, I felt really like put a nail on making the regular season mean something in the NBA for all time. Right. And that was kind of the one, you know, sad thing about that. But I wouldn't trade it for a million for. Oh you know, no! Of the way that the way that played out was was storybook. And, yeah, I mean, they and that's what yeah. that will be. But but look, that will be his. Like, if Michael Jordan's numbers on his tombstone were could if he could have two numbers on his tombstone, it would be six and O. Oh. And if LeBron could have two numbers on his tombstone it would be three and one, <laughs> yep, right? I mean, go. that's just, those are the defining things yeah. about those two players, yeah. right? Like no matter what, no matter what LeBron does, if, if he wins a championship in Los Angeles, then that will add to the legacy to be able to say that he was the only player to ever, to ever win a championship with three different franchises. But, you know, when you get, <laughs> when you, when you wind up with, you know, with 12 shots at it, then, then maybe, maybe that's, um, you know, that yeah. should happen, right? That should almost be inevitable because you're basically, this is the first time he hasn't pre-constructed a team, right? He's got to figure out well, along with, with magic and Palinka and whoever is in charge there, like, okay, well, who sticks around and, and who do we, <laughs> who can we get for, for these three bubble gum uh, cards. The best so. was the uh, so long Contavious Caldwell Pope interview <laughs> before um, the Suns basically said, yeah, we're not trading him to, uh, to LA. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not going to give you a Trevor Ariza. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Ariza. Good for the Suns. The Suns still hate the Lakers after. I know, that and, whole, and actually, I enjoy that. That's the one thing of, Robert, you know, Robert Sarver I enjoy is the irrational sports hate. <laughs> yeah. Which is not so irrational when you think about it. No, I mean they should hate the Lakers and they should even more hate the Spurs. Who? Oh yeah, I, hate the Spurs. Well, that I mean that 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 elbow to the. I mean that was that wasn't that wasn't dissimilar from the the Rick Mahorn elbow to Mark Price's dome back yeah. in the day. Yeah, that got Nash and uh, who was the other guy? Nash and he just retired. Dia kicked out yeah boris yeah yeah so in in the most bs the most bs suspension one of the most bs suspensions in sports history (laughs) yeah that was pretty bad um i don't know i think i think you're gonna see i I, the only thing that surprises me about this and it shouldn't and it and in hindsight and as i'm saying it it doesn't really surprise me is the timing of it i just think that lebron for all of his, like, and he still does it, even though he's saying it, like when he said to Rachel Nichols in that interview when he talked about how hard it was to recruit people to, to Cleveland, oh, yeah. you know, he, he was like talking about, she's like, well, you want to talk? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to save that, you know, for, 
for later for the, you know, for the book or for the, you know, the, the post basketball tour or whatever he's talking about. It's like, you know what? LeBron is the MVP at one. He's the greatest at, at one thing. And that's self-promotion. Oh yeah. Like LeBron, no one self-promotes. Maybe not since Muhammad Ali has someone self-promoted <laughs> like LeBron does. That, that, that is true. I mean, well, at least since Jordan, I mean, he's the greatest since Jordan. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Like Jordan has his own, like Jordan's got his own like wing of Nike shoes now. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, he's so that brand. I'm assuming yeah. that will happen. That will happen with LeBron too, with how prolific he's been with, with Le- the LeBron Nike shoes. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and good for him. Okay. So if we beat this, yeah, we beat now? this, this, this horse into the ground. So, uh, anything to pitch any, uh, new year's resolutions, anything you want to, uh, uh, shout out to the uh, community. What, what well, do you get? I had something really spooky happen to me, uh, yesterday and today. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, it's not a long story. It's just kind of involved. Like it, it won't take long to tell it, but it's, it's just weird. So I was sitting on the couch, um, yesterday watching some, uh, watching some, I think it was part of the, I think it was the Ohio State game or maybe the game right after that. And my wife asked me a question about somebody, you know, some, uh, I don't know if it was like a tastemaker or something like that from, from Ohio. And the last name was like Funderburg or Funkhauser, Funk something or other. And I said, Oh, like Funkhauser, like the, like the dude from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And she's like, what? And, I, and she's like, Oh yeah. And I said, I said the guy's name, the, um, the, Bob, the Bob Einstein. Yeah. Bob Einstein. And, t- and today I found out he died. Yeah. And I never said Bob Einstein's name ever. Super Dave like, Osborne. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's, that's really spooky. And then I started thinking like, oh, geez, like, like it, it gives you that like weird, like Twilight Zone thought where like if you say someone's name and then, yeah. you know, and then, or you, you don't, and then they, then they yeah. don't, and then it's like something happens, something bad happens. You're like, what, what is that? So. Or you have that thing where you haven't heard a song probably in like 20 years, and then you hear it, and then like a day later, you hear it two more times, and then, or like, it was probably like hearing a Captain and Tennille song because the captain died today. Oh, is that <laughs> true? Yeah. yeah. Today or yesterday, yeah. Gee, a lot of people die at the end of the year. They do actually. <laughs> There's another uh, actor who just died. The holidays are hard on people. I guess so. I mean, it's just a, a time of like wife, general closing. You know, like it's like okay, the year is ending, so you know if you're gonna go, now's the time. Well, and as my wife said, who works in an ER and has worked in a hospital for a long time, um, it's like yeah, a lot of people wait to go in after the holidays or, you know, a lot of heart attacks, Christmas oh, that's Day true. and a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stress and then there's a lot of people like, okay, I can let go now after the holidays yeah. too. So it's a, it's an odd time of year. I mean, it just, it happens that way. I, I, it would be interesting to do a, plus a lot of people end up with the flu this time of year and the flu is especially, you know, dangerous to old people. So. That's so true. Older people. So. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Anyway, <laughs> um, on a happier note, I'm I'm excited for a lot of. I think 2019 is going to be a really good year for uh, entertainment, especially on the small screen. Um, 
I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to the last season of Game of Thrones and um, the last season of Homeland and the last season of Milbot. There's a lot of big shows ending. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple more. Net Netflix just canceled a couple more. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to. Um, I I guess I don't know. I it's I guess I'm looking for the last Star Wars which is coming out next fall or next oh, yeah. winter. Um, next we got that coming. We've got uh uh The Witcher coming out which I'm a little bit excited about. Yeah. Uh, it's a show my wife and I can both watch because she loves um the actor. Oh, uh Henry Cavill? Yeah, she's she's been in love with Henry Cavill since the Tudors. So. Oh wow. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, which was actually an excellent show. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward a little bit to the year. Are you going to go see Glass? I will go see Glass. My wife wants to see that. Um, I actually saw the remake of oh, what was the movie? Um, Death Wish, which I actually didn't think was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Really? It was bad, but it was it was better than I thought it would be. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and mainly I probably thought that because I've seen a lot of bad Bruce Willis direct to uh, DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, there are a lot of bad Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Willis is... will do anything for a paycheck. <laughs> well, he's he's right up there with with Nick Cage when it comes to that. So. Yeah, I mean, not quite at Nick Cage's level, but yeah, he's getting there though, man. He is. He's but getting there. The thing is, is he can still with the right hype, he can still open a movie. It's just for sure. I mean, it's still John. There's still John McClane in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's Liam Neeson's right there with never turning down a script either. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, Liam, and then Sam Jackson is right yeah. up too. Yeah. But I mean, you got to eat, and as long as they're paying you. Well, and and some guys got to eat a lot, or have a lot of guys that they have to a lot of mouths to feed. That they and, and a lot of alimony along the way. Yeah. Yes. A lot of <laughs> alimonies. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's for sure yeah so i'm trying to think of uh did i oh so my last so i've been playing diablo 3 that was i guess the big thing my youngest got an xbox and we've all oh, been nice. playing it so an xbox one so i've been playing diablo 3 gonna gonna play with my cousin online and that's my my big thing and then i'm gonna be I, i've been stuck in uh red dead redemption online world oh so. nice nice yeah. uh how is that game is it a lot of fun it's fun it, it gets a little repetitive, but it's uh, now well, that all the, those open world games do. Yeah. It's so funny because my oldest has been playing Skyrim, which, you know, is a few sure. years old. You know, I picked up like four or five different games that I thought were really good for my kids that were, you know, older. So they were like five each. So it was an easy way to get a, a lot of stuff for Christmas without spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's so funny because like she's going through and just like picking up everything in Skyrim and she had like, my wife and I were talking yesterday, and she's like, we have all these books, and we got my youngest a bunch of graphic novels and of the Babysitter's Club. And oh, yeah. she's like, yeah, I like getting them, but they're expensive, and she reads them in like two hours, and then I don't want to get rid of books, and I don't want to sell books, but we have all these right. books she'll never read again. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're like Ava in Skyrim. She's carrying around like 50 pounds worth of books. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like when you first play that game and I'm sure you know Red Dead Redemption's the same way you you can you realize you can pick up everything and then you realize oh I really don't need to pick up everything it's, yeah some of this stuff is just junk yeah so, some of it's just filler yeah. like they want to keep you busy 
Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. I mean, look, it's, it's, it, it makes them, they get repetitive, but it also makes them, uh, easy to go back to. And after a, you'd be like, Oh, I haven't played this in a six months or a couple of years. And you go right back to it. And like, it's like, like you never left and you get to kind of rediscover it again. So yeah, it's good. But uh, I think the next one's due to come out, maybe not this year, but next year, um, the Elder Scrolls, uh, after because Skyrim's about, I don't say like five years old now, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It was two thousand. It's more than that. It's two thousand twelve, I believe. Oh yeah. So usually it's it's usually they've been every like six years. So yeah. But the other thing is they've year. been reskinning them, um, right? And putting them, you know, remastering them, putting them in HD, and then and then putting them on online. Yeah. And, and then they had Fallout seventy six, which is just kind of a piece of junk cash grab. Yeah, man, I was really not. Uh, I, as much as I love Fallout, I was really not a fan of of seventy six. Oh, did you play it? Yeah, I did. I, I read the reviews and I was like, "Why would I want to play this?" Well, because I'm I'm bad guy. Like I, I like that's one of the few games I'll just I'd pretty much buy any version of. And I yeah. thought, well, it can't be. I mean, you know, well, how and you've got to you got to realize whether the hype cycle is real or not. Exactly. <laughs> I have to I have to see if Luka Doncic really is as good as people think he is. So. Yeah. I had to see if Fallout was really as bad as it, as people said it was, and it, it absolutely was. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's actually a class action lawsuit about <laughs> Fallout 76. Is there really? Yeah, about how how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the new game from the guys that created um, that created the original is coming out this year, and I forget the name of it, but it it looked pretty cool. Oh, Fallout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, but, um, I wish I knew the name out of it. I'll I'll, I'll find it. I'll I'll email it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm go googling back. Fallout creators new game from Obsidian. Yeah. Uh oh the the Outer Worlds. Yeah, that's it. Oh okay, cool. Is that like a space game? Yep. Oh, it's supposed cool. to be. Yeah, I've heard I'm, I've I'm heard gonna... good things from people that 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 I think played a little bit of it at E3 last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, maybe that'll be the next one, because I know that um, Dishonored was kind of supposed to be that next big world game franchise, and I don't think they're going to make another one. Yeah, the last, the last one, one was well. not great. No. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so, any uh, TV or movies you want to pitch? I haven't haven't watched No, I think I would, just because friends of mine were involved, I would I would tell everybody to go out and see Glass. Uh, okay. next week. Well, I want to see that, for sure. I hope it's good. <laughs> Um, uh, I think that, uh, what was the last one, the last M. Night Shyamalan, um, uh, oh, Split? Split was yeah. so much better than people thought it was going to be, and it was kind of a real prize, long tail hit. Well, and, and so this is the, cause the same at comic the end universe, of, yeah. Well, cause, yeah, cause at the end of Split, there was that cut to the, you know, to Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis, and then, and, I and almost then this wonder is supposed to be the third Split, movie. I almost wonder if Split tested so well that they're like, hey, let's put this little teaser at the end in case, you know, this does as well as we think it might do. And uh, it was it was I know this because it was actually um, it was it was something that that Knight actually he had he always sort of had it in the back of his head that because the way that he did Split was to kind of create a monster. And that that was essentially what he did in Unbreakable was create a hero. Right. And but right. without a hero, without a super villain, you couldn't have a superhero. So that's why, you know, that's why the Sam Jackson character, the Mr. Glass became, 
you realize he's the one that created this superhero by create by creating these awful okay. scenarios, okay. right? Yeah. And so then, so then, in creating this this supervillain, basically with with Split, it was sort of the reverse of that. So he kind of he early on in the process he approached Bruce and Sam about about doing, you know, about tagging this and saying, would you guys be open to doing a, you know, a sequel to basically the sequel to Unbreakable that everyone's always asked about, but, you know, he hadn't really had the exact right idea. And then that sort of led to this. So, and that's where you get class. So, yeah. So I'm excited for it. Should be good. My, my wife and my oldest loved uh split. So, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And Unbreakable was always Unbreakable was always a great, like, you know, first two acts of a movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of exactly. ended, and you're like, wait, what? And Well, I feel like Split was finally kind of the first time that he really put a whole movie together. I, although I will say The Sixth Sense, they did a good job, but he's... Sixth Sense is a pretty perfect movie, but he, but he also wrote a great script for that. Yeah, and he's also put out a lot of like unconscionably bad movies like last oh Air- like the happening <laughs> last airbender <laughs> or the happening yeah i mean even the happening oh yeah the happening is really bad <laughs> although it's you know what's interesting have you seen bird box yet on netflix no i really want to um and i was going to ask you about it because the, you know there's so many memes about bird box now i watch i know i know and i also feel I, like I, bird box is the um kind of the next logical step after the quiet place <laughs> you know? Yes, and I'm like, but, really? We we went one step further and blindfolded everybody. <laughs> so, in fact, I'm gonna make bird bo- I'm gonna make that that visual the probably the the fine <laughs> visual for, for this game. Way to make it topical, buddy. <laughs> yeah, bird box just to fit my my bird theme that I started with because we didn't even talk about Pat Patrick McCall because he really had very little impact on this game, which we, <laughs> I thought. It, it was a long shot that he would have, but with only yeah. like ten minutes of play. And I but forgot how still. skinny that guy is. Yeah, he's he's he, not. He, I mean, he makes uh, Jordan Clarkson look look uh, tubby. Yeah, I mean, he makes. I was gonna say I was gonna say he makes uh, Ingram look tubby, but that's that. No one can do that. No, no, and nobody can make Ingram look awake either. So, no, no one can make. I mean, just the. Sam, Sam Perkins makes Ingram, Ingram look awake. Sleepy Sam. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say I, I did watch um, Bird with My Daughter, and uh, it's good. It's worth watching. But I would just say keep if you remember anything about the happening, keep the happening in mind as you watch it. Okay. Okay. And that's <laughs> all until you watch it. But. Okay. And uh, yeah, the Cavs have a uh, tough stretch coming up, but uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully three more at home. And one on a Tuesday, so anything's possible on Tuesday. Anything's possible on Tuesday. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.